This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Welcome to Riffin' with Raph and AD. Coming to you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Now here's former Huskers, Chris Raff and Aaron Davis. We are back again tonight, Wednesday, riffing with Raff and AD. AD is back in studio after his rodeo experience of last week. AD, do you, did you bring back a gold belt? Did you say buckle? a rodeo experience? Well, you were in Cheyenne last I ain't week. No brothers riding donkeys and mules and bulls out there, brother. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought tonight you'd have your boots on, your cowboy hat, your gold belt buckle. You know. You know, I I do. I went to one country concert. I think you guys didn't you guys go with us, Florida Georgia Line. And that dude, it was Zach. No, Zach Brown brand. Remember, it was Zach Brown. And Zach Brown, when he started playing Devil, what's the Devil down in Georgia, Mississippi? Where was the Devil at? Down in Georgia. Down in Georgia. He started playing that fiddle. It, I mean, he made that thing talk. So, long story short, I've been to one country concert. It was me and two other brothers in the whole Pinnacle Arena. So, I was like, what's up, what's up, what's up? He's like, what's up? You know, so it was us three. But that was a great concert. But Wyoming was cool. Uh, Wyoming was windy, as usual. So, I flew into Denver and then made a short jaunt uh, up to Cheyenne from there. Short ride, but it, crazy windy. But you know what was cool, though, Raph? And I, I posted this, y'all. Um... In fact, the, our guest here tonight, we're going to introduce him in a second, but the Squires, I remember the trip we took to Denver when Abby was just little, oh, no. and Katie was sick the whole daggum trip. No, Abby was sick the whole trip. Yeah, flu bug or something like that. But once you start, I took the toll road to I-25. It takes you all the way around Denver, so you can avoid all that. But when those mountains hit, I mean, you're talking about God's masterpiece and the fingerprints. It was just like, life is good. The wind, I agree. The craziness. The only thing that's bad about Denver don't do it, AD. <laughs> Don't do it. When you're talking about God's masterpiece, I thought you were talking about John Elway and the Denver Broncos. I didn't say Lucifer. Uh, no, you're, no. <laughs> you're already you're already on the hook. I just want in trouble. I want everybody to know that last week, AD's driving through Denver, and I started getting messages that Mile High was on and fire. Power Fields on fire, and the first thing I think is, oh no, AD's in Denver. <laughs> and I, I wondered. I did wonder that maybe AD had finally followed through and oh, lit man. that stadium on fire. But we know the Broncos are AD's second favorite team. You so. know, I will say this, man. It was cool. You know, I, I was in the Denver airport, and I, I'm there quite often. Again, thank God for that to be busy again. Uh, Elway's is one of my favorite spots. He's at a restaurant in DIA, Denver's airport. Uh, great food expensive but great food but I had a great time in Denver man it was good to see an audience again in Cheyenne uh, of, of people in the audience and um, it was good to see that again after we've been through the past couple years before we hop in real fast we'll do this at our next break too Rab we're going to definitely talk some March Madness but not now we're going to hop right into our guests but 
it, it was cra- Carter. What do you think, man? What you, it was nuts, wasn't it? Oh, Carter's like, I need a mic. I need a mic. Put me on the spot. March Madness been pretty crazy. I mean, I think it's I think it's about as perfect as you can get. I mean, because I think it's always the best when you get the Cinderellas early on. But then when you end up with the Blue Bloods at the end, that's that's the way I like it. So I, I think that you can't really go better than that. You can't. And, and isn't his voice? Just like radio. I mean, if you listen, I'm gonna have him just start calling him when I can't get to sleep. Carter, just talk to me. <laughs> and he's and he's young, so I'm thinking like when he was like nine, he was telling us, "I might have my assignment here today." So uh, it's like, wow, your voice you just you're just gifted for this, man. Thank you. You got. <laughs> have, you heard, have you heard Omar Manning talk? Uh, he he needs to be doing radio commercials. Yeah, he's got a deep baritone a voice as well. Face. You know who else is gifted, folks? And it, it's really a treat for me to have these folks here because i have known them now good lord longer than i haven't known them True. the squires are here with us tonight as our guests abby squire the phenom for the women's softball team and i we told you we we're going to catch you out of left field on a radio show pun intended left field did you get it yep. nah, nah, nah. so yeah left field. <laughs> she's like oh gosh here he goes again but we have the squires here i have known John Squire since, I'm trying to think of the year, since he was a freshman in high school, and uh, I was in seventh grade coming into Color Middle School, and his sister, Ann Squire, I've known his, actually I've known him longer than that, his parents, even before then, so we go back a long, long time, and Michelle, um, we moved in our house 18 years ago now, literally in April, be 18, well, it actually is 18 years now, we moved in, and that March of that year, I'm looking out our bedroom window upstairs, and I see these two people down in the backyard looking at the house with the realtor, I assume. And I yell out the window. I said, Squire? He goes, AD, we're moving in. <laughs> I'm like, get the heck out of here. So they became our neighbors. And so we grew up together. We've been neighbors for 18 years. We literally raised our kids together yeah. in that house. We've been through everything together. And they are not just friends. They're family. And it's so cool to have them here. And Abby Squire, sophomore, University of Nebraska women's softball team. They are 22-9 and nine right now. Mm-hmm. And, folks, we're going to get into more of that later. But thank you for coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for you having You bet. Me. We got a pretty good sound with it right there. Uh, don't talk the mics. Oh, yeah. We got a good – Oh, yeah. They ain't going to hit you. I mean, you, you stare down fastballs coming at you. Don't be there. It's, that thing ain't going to move. <laughs> no, it's good to be here. Abby, this is really uh, special for me. It actually was Chris Ravs. Actually, not Chris, but my wife's wife's idea. She goes, you should have Brooke's idea. She goes, you should have Abby on the show. I was like, yeah, we should have Abby on the show. <laughs> and then it was almost like it was poetic in that I'm watching the news last night. And you guys played Creighton. Mm-hmm. If that was a game, 15 to nothing. But what way to get it done, after? It was a game. It was a fun game. It was a fun I'm sure when you were up 15 <laughs> points. Yeah. yeah. So I'm watching the news last night. And they show it. And this is Abby Squire. And she hits it. I'm like, okay, that ball is still in the air. <laughs> How far was that? Did you hit that home run yesterday? I was it was it a two run? Two, two uh, run. Two run yeah, home run. Two run. I don't know how far it went. I honestly didn't see it go out. It felt good off the bat, so I quit looking. So, oh, she sent me so said it. She so you just you just <laughs> said, "Well, I know what's good," and you just kind of jogged elegantly <laughs> around the base, right? The diamond. Nah, she she bat flipped it. No. no <laughs> what you should have done is probably waved at the Creighton dugout because the men's baseball game last night after they beat. Beat Nebraska, the pitcher waved and shushed. Yeah, so after a fifteen nothing whooping, you probably should have yeah. sent a little wave and a kiss goodbye to them. Also, just no, a little payback. I didn't wave at him. But 
that was a fun game. Okay, here's one thing I don't understand. This is kind of off base, but it is. what's so I don't understand baseball and softball. Like, what's wrong, what's wrong with the bat flip? Is that like, what is that? I see when people get ticked off about a bat flip. Is it kind of like just like bad sportsmanship? Um, it's a little cocky. Okay. I wouldn't do it personally, but hey. So you do gracefully it, lay the bat down. You just toss it. Like just you toss it. Do. So a bat flip is when you do what this with the bat. Yeah, you're like like that. I think that's kind of cool though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd piss a lot of people off, then wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was the pitcher, I'd be like. I can't wait for your next at bat. But yeah. you may take a hit. Yeah. You may one. you may take a hit. You may take a hit. Yeah. You know, folks, the, we've got John and Michelle here as well. Squires, welcome. It's good to have you guys here. Thanks for having us. You know, I got my questions here, you know, a lot of things, but before I even get into that, um, I didn't realize, and literally, I know Abby before she even born. I didn't realize the accolades that she had. In high school, I just knew Abby was good. I mean, she's always in the paper. I'm like, oh, Abby's just doing her thing. <laughs> Ranked number 95 in the 2020 signing class by Extra Inning Softball. Helped the Silverhawks at Lincoln Southwest to four district championships, four state tournament appearances, which included a state title in 2018, runner-up and finished in 2017. Batted 495 with 18 home runs and finished with an on-base. I don't even do that in PlayStation on a video game. <laughs> Was third-team NFCA All-American in 2018 after hitting a career-best .516 with 15 homers, 65 RBIs, 467 as a sophomore. Named Lincoln Journal Star Super State three times, which included first-team honors in 2018-2019. You know the most impressive with me with all these, oh, Abby? Lettered in track, basketball academics, obviously academics. Member of 2018-2019 class, girls, all-state field champ, uh, tracking team. But the one that hits me the most, the most proud besides the academics, team captain, and next one, Named best teammate. Aww. That is the one that, and that shows a lot about John and Michelle and her coaches, about how she was raised. Abby has always been humble, but I seen that. That just blew me away because you have a lot of people who have accolades, but aren't the best to be on the teammate with. Yeah. To be with all these accolades you have, and John and Michelle, I know this just gives you goosebumps. You know this, you've seen it, but when you really look at it now, named best teammate in 2018, 2019. That says more about your character than your athletic ability, young lady. Well done. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> uh, how much did participating in other sports help you out, you think, in softball? Oh, it it just made me an athlete. Like, even back to when we used to play backyard football. like, And I was a referee. Yeah, and AD was a referee. Like, I just think that I learned – when I was young, how to be an athlete and move and be quick and compete. And so it just tra- it all translates over to softball. And Abby Carter and Raph, she was tough because she was basically the only – she was the only girl back there. And the youngest. And the youngest. And she'd be playing with mine, guys back there. Naya. Yeah, well, Nia was back there, you know, cooking baked cakes in the mud or something like that. You know, Nia wasn't all <laughs> about that. Yeah, she was cheerleading and she was in trouble half the time, you know, because <laughs> they hit me or something like that. Abby was taking hits from dudes four, five, six years older than her on our football field, in our backyard. And we have a sure. brick area um, to where it's kind of the landscape that goes to New York. There were kids that were taking shots on them bricks. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and there was plenty of times Abby with those little red cheeks. I was like, Abby, okay? <sighs> I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> and that toughness, it just transferred over, though. Yeah. How would you th- – okay, so do you think that – some of that toughness, because your generation gets poked on and picked on quite a bit. Yeah. Where we tend to say, well, they're the trophy generation. They're soft. 
That's not true for everybody. I think that's a blanket statement. I think it's inaccurate. It's unfair. Mm-hmm. However, I will say this. When people make that statement, I always say this. Who's giving out the trophies? You can't blame kids for a behavior that adults cultivate mm-hmm. right. and give out trophies and medals for. You are not definitely not that type because you had great parents to do that. John, you being a former athlete, you were a stud <laughs> football player. I still tease John all the time. You and Jay Pitts. Why didn't you just play football in college at Nebraska? Because you definitely had the skills. John, you're an East Spartan grad. John, tell us, how was it raising your background as a coach? You coach football as well. You're an athlete. How did that help with raising an athlete, a prolific athlete as a daughter? Boy, that's that's a good – you know, Abby – Grab that microphone, big dog. There you go. There you go. When you're a coach, your family is kind of all part of it too. Mm -hmm. I remember – gosh, I remember going to summer workouts with – our team and high school kids, uh, both East and uh, I was at North Star for a time too. And I'd bring Abby with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember her running bags and lifting weights and, um, <laughs> well, w- w- breaking down film on Sundays. Uh, Coach Darlington was uh, uh, one of our assistants and Abby's Coach in D. the room watching film with George. I, <laughs> um, so she probably knows more about, you know, 21 personnel than most girls do, but, mm-hmm. um, Used to. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, it, you recognize what makes a team good and, and what makes a team good is great teammates and great work ethics. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think we always valued that and tried to, um, impress that upon both of our girls about, you know, your any success that you have on a f- athletic field is probably due not only to your hard work, but your teammates and your coach also. And so never lose sight of the fact that it is team game and, and winning is important. John, when you said winning is important as a coach, let me ask you this. Were there times, man, and me and you both are old school and we've heard that old saying, Oh, it doesn't matter if you want to lose. <laughs> are you having fun? John, did you ever say that to your players, man? Oh, no. No! I was not a good loser. No! St- still am not. No. No, he's not. I, <laughs> one of my favorite statements is, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're probably over the top competitive. Um, but I but I do think, you know, the winning takes care of itself. And Abby had some great coaches growing up mm-hmm. in softball. And I'd remiss, be remiss not to mention them, um, Mike Eckler and mm-hmm. um, Jeremy Eckler, Barrett. To, uh, yeah, Mike Barrett. Barrett, Coach Watt, Coach Watt at Southwest, Brendan. Greg Dickel, Brendan. Yeah. So um, she's had some great coaches, and um, you know they impressed upon her the importance of of doing things the right way, and 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 I think always preach that it's uh it's the process be committed to the process not so much the result because the result will always take care of itself kind of mm-hmm. you, you hope know, john, it does you you preach about the process and michelle i'm gonna ask you this you know obviously john uh being the former coach and still a coach once you're a coach you're always a coach when players see you now they don't call you john yeah i'm no. still coaching except nobody's listening to me anymore <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can hear me on TV. <laughs> you know, you still okay, you want them couch you want them uh, uh, them couch coaches, right? You on the couch. Hey, we've had a lot of post game conversations. Me and you've in had the backyard. Me and you've had many in the backyard. 
some late nights of just fury and anger. And Michelle's like, they're just at it again, you know. (laughs) Michelle, let me ask you this, okay? You see it, you raise your girls, and I've I've watched how you raise your girls. I mean, when John was gone, when I'm gone, we're traveling, he's coaching, et cetera. You still, you know, you were working full time, you know, the medical industry and healthcare as, as a nurse. How was that raising a daughter? When did you know that, okay, Abby's got some talent? When did it hit you? And you both, I'll give you both a chance to answer this, but Michelle, you go first. When did it hit you when you really knew this, like, yeah, she's kind of having a gift? Um, I don't remember how old she was, but I do remember John coming to me and being like, I think Abby has some talent to play in college. And I kind of thought, like, I try to stay humble, and I remember thinking, yeah, you've got your dad glasses on. You're kind of just... <laughs> You know, like you're not seeing Your it with dad an objective glasses. eye. I never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, and and then a couple years later, he's like, "I think she could play D one." And again, mm. I was like, "Really? I don't know." I mean, I I like to think that I was no, I don't even like to think that I was an athlete. I was not an athlete in high school, so <laughs> I don't I don't know what it takes to be a D one athlete. So you know, John was saying, "Yeah, I I think she's got something," and then. You know, she started, these things started happening, and I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, that's pretty awesome. But I would say Abby wasn't one that was recruited. At the time she grew up, some of the kids her age started getting recruited in, like, eighth and ninth grade. Goodness. Mm -hmm. And Abby was not one of those, and she worked her tail off. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, by the time she was a sophomore and junior, then she was really hitting her stride, and that's when, you know, I could tell that oh this is exciting she's got people looking at her and she's she's got the work work ethic she's gonna do this michelle to uh to piggyback off that before we go to john you there were there were kids that were getting recruited in eighth grade she's not one of them she worked hard and folks i can tell you firsthand i'd be out uh in our dining room living room and i'd look out that big bay window where i'd be on the deck and there was a net that you had back there abby mm-hmm. And I would see you hitting that thing over and over <laughs> and over. And I would see John have that bucket of balls. He'd have that chair and he'd just be throwing to you different ways. And I, I mean, this is years. Yeah. That's why, even when I share around the country the athletes, I use Abby as an example. And I, you know, I've, I've been saying this. you got to have Abby work ethic. And they're like, who in the heck is Abby? You know, and I shared that story. You know, and I've been sharing that even before she got to Nebraska, the success she had at Southwest. A lot of young athletes, there's some athletes that say they want it, but their actions show differently. Mm. A lot of people love the prizes and they love the spoils. And I always say, but they don't like the toils. Though That home run that you hit yesterday, mm-hmm. clear to Waverly, basically, <laughs> that wasn't done just last night. Yeah. That was years of preparation when no one was watching. Mm-hmm. I seen you do it when it was cold outside. When it was hot outside, when no one, everybody was at the pool. Now, you took time to hang out, but you had your priorities straight. Lots of people love the spoils of success. They don't like the toils, though, when no one's watching. And I always say you have to be willing to work in the dark in order to shine in the light. That home run yesterday was done in the dark many times, over and over and over and over. It happened to be on TV yesterday. Yeah. But you've done it thousands of times. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of times when you saw it. So, so Michelle, let me ask you this to kind of pick you up off that. Was there any time that you say you may say to yourself, "Man, is she is she pushing too hard?" Did you ever feel that way? Not from you or John, but just from yourself. Um, I mean, 
I guess in the back of my mind I did. I don't know that I voiced that, but you know, Abby Abby has always had her eye on her goal. And, you know, whether that means not going out mm-hmm. with friends or going out with friends and coming home early because she had practice early the next right. morning, things like that. Um, but, you know, she has fun on the field. Yeah. And so, you know, going out and doing, I'm going to call it what normal high school kids mm-hmm. do, that wasn't important to her. She was she was working hard and that's how she has fun and she reaps the rewards when she does well she was know, always, in a game or always know, dialed participating. in participating yeah. absolutely john what would you say when did you realize that okay abby has a gift you took your dad glads dad glads <laughs> took your dad uh dad glasses off and you being a coach for many years being an athlete understand it so you could also see with your dad glasses like, yeah, uh, yeah, she ain't got it. But you you realize something because you've been scouting talent for a long time in various sports. When did it hit you as like, she's got a gift and I think she could play D1? When did it hit you to what you to, so point to the point that you shared it with Michelle? Yeah, the, the D1 thing came later. I, I do remember just, you know, little things, throwing balls to her, footballs. Mm-hmm. She'd catch it. She could yep. run routes when she's not even kindergarten yep. yet. She could run over bags and rope ladders like – some of my high school offensive linemen could. And so I knew she had some ability. She was explosive and had good feet and, and loved it. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Exactly. And um, it was probably eighth grade. I would, uh, well, it was. I kind of remember she had started uh, with a friend walking over from Scott Middle School over mm-hmm. to Southwest and lifting mm-hmm. um, in the spring. And a lot of the weight room was pretty empty. Well, Terry. It was Terry Burks. Coach Burks, yep. Coach Terry. Burks. Yep. And her do- and his daughter. So he, he would have them walk over and take them up to the weight room and taught them how to lift, and they, they enjoyed it, and they found some success there. And um, her body kind of made a transformation. Mm-hmm. and Big transformation. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I remember having a conversation with her. I don't know if Abby would remember this, but I said, you know, you do – you have some ability, and – but if – if you really want this, it comes with the price. Hmm. It doesn't just happen. Hmm. And um, these are the some of the things you, you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Some of my um, kids that I coached over the years had played college football, and I just knew how they were made and what they had to do. And and um, and she loved that part of it, the work part. So I I don't think. The to- you t- you talk about it being toil, but for Abby, I think she it really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember going on Friday nights when she was in high school. We'd go over to a hitting cage. Everybody else was out doing things, and she'd rather just stay home and go hit balls in a in a tunnel somewhere. And that was relaxing to her. And I think it was she enjoyed it. I I love I love that time I had with her. I wouldn't trade it for anything at this point. We're going to take a break to pay some bills. You're here with Riffin and Raff, with Riffin with Raff and AD, and we have the Squires here with us today. John, I'm going to come back to that question. Friday night in a batting cage. We'll be right back.